I'm just imagining how infuriating it would be for anyone listening that it's bad enough as a viewer that you watch an episode and you don't get a conclusion, but they listen to a podcast about that episode and you still don't get a conclusion. Yeah. Come back next week to find out what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Why would I? <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah. 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 I'll just go to your number two one yeah. straight away. <laughs> Get it again. This is episode 34. We are talking Stargate SG1. Full team back. My name is Mitch. As always, joining me, Matty Gibson. Brennan Gibson. Hello. And Reese Gibson as well. Here I am. All the Gibsons in the house. It's very official with all our last names now. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I, as I keep saying Gibson, it's like I'm trying to make a point about something. Like I, it's it's the setup mm. to a story or a reveal. And it's not. Yeah. And I don't know why I, I keep saying the, it. Like for the record. I'm not related to those two Muppets. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, not. shit, they're here. Sorry. Hi, guys. That's all right. We know we're Muppets. Shotgun Kermit. I guess I'm Miss Piggy then. No. You're, <laughs> Why? you're clearly Why? that big blue eagle guy. You know what? You know the big... The, the, the... No, forget it. Don't worry. I have no idea what's going on. Me neither. No, Isn't it your job thing. to rein us in? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, like... I'm getting there. He I'm loves it. There. He loves it. I'm finding a clear edit point. Wait <laughs> 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 till it dies down then start again. Yeah, exactly. Get now, we are talking system. Tokra. Now, of course, Tokra is told in two parts. Tokra part one and Tokra part two. Now, Maddie, we mm. wanted to... Do this, obviously, as one episode, because it's one story. We're not going to make anyone listening carry over and listen to us no. for two weeks to try and find out our thoughts. But depending on how you're watching these episodes, we might have brought them forward. Because I know for me, I'm watching it on the DVDs. And another episode called Spirits is actually before Toker Part 1. So I was very confused when you said Toker was up next week. Now, you guys... I know, Reese, you're watching it on stand. Toker's next for you. Mm, and But, Brendan, you actually look into this, why they might have done it. Matty, you had your own theories, why they're screwing with the fans of well, the DVD? Um, it only happens in the DVD sequence in Australia and Region 2, so everyone else won't know what we're talking about unless um, Maddie's theory is correct. But they have spirits prior to Tokra Part 1 and 2. However, yeah, we're going to go by the way it was aired. Yeah. Yeah, so like on, what, um, Season 2, Disc 3, they have Episode 9, Secrets, Episode 10, Bane. Then they actually say Episode 13, Spirits, mm. and then Episode 11, Tokra. So my theory is just simply back, that back in, in that time, you couldn't even buy them as box sets. You were buying them as individual sort of DVDs, like Amore cases that had the disc inside. Mm. So my theory is they just wanted to split up a two-part episode over two different discs, so it kind of forced you to buy the next one yeah. if you kind of wanted to know mm. know the ending. But, but it's as, like, as if you wouldn't be buying that well, one, but... Yeah, it's like... You know well, what I mean? That's just annoying. You're either collecting the whole <laughs> series because you love it, or... Well, I'm going to try and get into this show. It. I'm going to buy season yeah. two, disc three. Yeah. And see yeah. if I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you're at Blockbuster and the second disc is out. Someone's rented it and you've just got the first one. Oh, damn. What do I yeah. do now? Yeah. Or worse, the second disc. You, you watch part two first and you're like, well, this makes no yeah. sense. I guess, <laughs> I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess the show just finished. They just they just lived on that sand planet with the Toker for the rest of their I lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining the like very late stage Gen Wires that might be getting into the show like you are, Reese, and listening to us talk about having to drive somewhere away from home, <laughs> find not only a season of a show, but one disc containing four random episodes of said yeah. random season of a no. show yeah. that you would have to hire and then skip through and then return at a later date. It's like, where's my streaming, bro? Yeah. And yeah. not to mention that if they did, in fact, have SG1 
season two, disc <laughs> two, you are lucky. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I hope like, I beat the other nerd down there to yeah, hire this out. That's it. You, you couldn't just go to the website and pre-order it and have it like free shipping to your yeah. house or anything like that. It's I like, did you know, notice that when you're watching a series on Blockbuster and there's someone always ahead of you, who has the next DVD out? And you're like, damn you, <laughs> nemesis. He becomes, yeah, they, he becomes your nemesis, and he brings it back a day late. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, and um, didn't rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Graham. I'll, I'll count. Count this as my one. But back in the day when I got into Star Trek, I was watching them on VHS, and I was like, um, borrowing them from the, you know, from the DVD shop. And it's like when you get to one. In the before you hadn't rewound it, yeah, and you had to, you had to sit there for two minutes waiting for the VHS to rewind before you could watch your two episodes yeah. of television that you got on your VHS. So we are talking Toker, and we are speaking about the uh, the DVD cases, and we're going to go back to uh, the the synopsis that was provided on said DVD cases. Now, how do you want me to read this? If we're going to talk about two episodes, do I read it all as one? Do I well, read the first half? Yeah, and we read talk the about first it? one, we'll laugh at it, and then read the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, you're going to laugh. It's going it. to contradict it. So. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Okay. Tokra Part 1. Captain Carter unwillingly becomes the host to a dying Tokra, a member of the Resistance, where noble goal is to overthrow the evil Gould Empire. Now she sees through the Tokra's eyes, but can her visions help the SG-1 team save the Tokra? That is not what this episode no. is about. Yeah, is, that is was that en- episode that two? Was Enemy Within. Or yeah, whatever it was she became, yeah, she, she bonded no. with a Tokra. Enemy Within uh, 2. <laughs> Ten episodes ago. In the line of duty. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the synopsis for mm. In the Line of Duty. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. So if you're reading this and you haven't seen these episodes before, if Reese had this, it'd be like, Oh Jesus! They're really going she back to the well. She gets another Tokra. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Don't gonna be about them banging well. on about that. Jonah's twin brother, Bolinar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bolinar. and their asshole dad, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I um, I went, I went to school. I went to school with a girl whose name was Angie, and her little sister's name was Sanjani. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, no offense to any Anjanis out there. They were twins. No, it was older sister and younger sister. They're about. Oh, that's just we were in grade twelve, and a younger sister was in about grade five or your six. Father made you wrong. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, hi, if you're listening. The younger sister's nickname was Dolly. They called they'd call her Dolly because she was like a doll of her older sister. Oh my god, it's creepy. Right. And it's Okra Part Two. Uh, the Tokra are desperate for hosts to house their spirits so they can... Who is writing oh, these? Oh, my God. Spirits. They don't God even damn know it. it. I can't even get through they this. They don't even know us. The Tokra are desperate for hosts to house their spirits so they can continue fighting the Gould. Carter's father, who is dying of cancer, has nothing to lose by volunteering his body. But will he die during the transference, or does fate have something else in store? I guess the latter of the two. Wow. Yeah. They are terrible. Those, oh, honestly, that's, that's probably we've been the reading most this. inaccurate... That we've yeah. read so far in yeah. thirty-two episodes. Apart from 34. the ones with, with Walter saving the day, but they're, they're better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, think Walter, Wal- I, think, I think Walter could save those. Yeah. Like, well, let's. What do you think, Reese? Because it's always good. I think it's better we ask you first before we change your mind potentially. <laughs> Taint it. Yeah, I didn't love it. I mean, I th- it was a good eye opener to to uh, Joel and our friends, but um. <laughs> I mean, this is what we've been waiting for for the entire season is just more Jolinar, right? Oh, yeah, I can't get enough of her. <laughs> Love her. But yeah, I, I, it was a good eye-opener to sort of get their get their take on things, but then they sort of turn into the bad guys where they're like, well, give us one of your bodies or we're not going to let you go. And yeah, I don't know, it sort of mm. rubbed me up the wrong way. They're supposed to be the good guys that are going to team up with them, and but I think it was... Yeah, yeah it's strange, isn't it? Because the, their whole philosophy is being against the Gould and how they 
force enslavement mm. on uh, on their hosts. You know, they don't wait for permission. They don't ask for volunteers or anything like that. Yet, when the humans who they've just met and have just really been informed of what the hell the Toker are and what they stand yeah. for, they're like, you're disgusted by what we're asking yeah, you to do. Offended. It's like, well, hang on, settle down, guys. You are from the same race. You don't like being called Gould, but you are, for all intents and purposes, a ghoul, that is your species. Mm, yeah. For the last year or two years in story time, we have been fighting you and what you are out to achieve. Give us 12 minutes to actually get over the fact <laughs> that you're different and that you're nice. Yeah. I almost yeah, feel like that's, right. that's why this was a two-parter. I feel like this could have been told as a single episode, but I think they really were trying to just drag it out a little bit just to help us as the audience wrap our minds around the fact that there are gould out there who are potentially an ally mm. like it's kind of still very shady in terms of oh do we trust them do we not trust them and it turns out one of them of the toker is actually working for the gould and so it's yeah it's this real sort of up in the air and kind of thing yeah because that's what i think that's what pissed me off because they're like nah we're the toker we're not the gold we don't force you to be one of us but if you don't be one of us we'll never let you go yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. it's just like well, they very... were all just in the six to twelve months time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, I don't know if that was part of the storyline to sort of set up. Oh, do we trust each other or do we not trust each other? Because they're saying, well, you know, to SG One, well, we don't know you, so are you good guys? We don't know that yet, so we're not going to let you go. But then, in order for us to trust you, one of you have got to become one of us. It's just like. It's a real running theme so far, isn't it? Every superior race that they've uh, they've come across, whether it be the Toll, not so much the Nox, because the Nox aren't really asking for anything. They're just mm. sort of saying, well, you guys aren't ready for us to help you. But, you know, the likes of the Toll and, and now the Tokra who have went, well, we can help you, but what are you going to give to us? Why mm. do you deserve our help? Well, you, you haven't shown that you can provide us with anything. Uh, so, yeah, it is, a, it is a little bit strange. And I guess from what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with Secrets, uh, I know you weren't particularly fond of Jacob Carter, Reese. You thought he was a bit of a, uh, yeah, he's dick. a bit of a dick. So it was very much like a payoff of that. It was almost to, he didn't really earn what happened at the end because he started off as a dick. It was almost like to explain why, because he went through such a shit period in episode one of the Tokra. He's mm. dying. The cancer has just, it, it's progressed so much faster than anyone anticipated. You know, all of a sudden Carter realizes there's a different side to her dad that she never knew. She's got so much more of a life that she would love to be able to tell him about. All of a sudden there's a cure. He seems to be the right guy for the job. So I guess it needed that two part story because you needed that the human side payoff. But you're right, the the alien side, the the purely the getting of the allies could have probably been wrapped up in in one episode. But I I, I did actually really Really like I liked it a lot more, I guess, than you, Reese, watching it for the first time. But maybe that's just being a part of the people that have already watched it in this room, Maddie and Brendan, that we know. No, I've, for me, I always love these episodes, and it, and going back and rewatching, I find that this episode is kind of the Kickstarter in the in the main story arc, apart from obviously Apophis and Sharae, but it kicks on beyond that mm. as well, and and just and just seeing the birth of that, and then obviously Carter getting over the whole Joel and our thing, or at least pushing through for us to get some closure and stop talking about it. Well, until next season anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about this that I was just intrigued me and always has, especially with the caves and the way they extend it and the technology they've got and the fact that they are, they're the Tokra that we've been talking about. Mm. And we finally Except found it's a bit them. disappointing the first time you see them, they got chamois on their heads and they're wearing skirts <laughs> in the yeah. sand. Buried, it, like, buried themselves in the sand just waiting for someone to come along. Buried, buried, oh, just, no. <laughs> buried yourself in the sand wearing a skirt. 
I mean, there's sand getting in places that <laughs> yeah. even yep. a symbiote can't heal. That's like, the thing I always want. Do they have brooms with them when they bury themselves? Like, they've got to get away the footprints. Yeah. Mm. And then bury themselves and their rake. Yeah, there's, a, there's a guy from yeah. the local golf course that comes along, just bunk, <laughs> bunkers the whole situation up. You still there, Bruce? Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there was, Bring us some water, could you, mate? There was a weird Bruce. opening to it, too. Like, we have, well, the very, very start, we kind of have the Tok'ra, like the vision of the Tok'ra evacuating a base, like seen through Joel and R's eyes, and, and then, you know, she sees a reflection and it's Sam. Yeah. And then Sam wakes up and she's like, in sick in the sick bay, she's in medical and she's got you know monitors on her and all that sort of stuff. She wakes up in a cold sweat, so it's like it's almost like they're they're actively trying to get information out of her brain about the Tokra. Mm. But then we do our opening credits, and then the next scene they're in the briefing room, and she's trying to convince them that what she was experiencing wasn't a dream and that we should go and investigate. And it's yeah. like, well, clearly it wasn't. A dream. She had little monitors on her, so mm. it's like where's where's Doc Fraser coming into? Say no, no, she wasn't in a dream, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like they're actively seeking information, but then when they get the information, they're going, nah, it's probably just a dream. <laughs> so yeah. I found that really, a really odd kind of start And that's where the she episode. gets the, the Stargate address, right? Yeah. So if you don't yeah. believe me, dial it, send them out. Yeah. If that's actual an, an actual address that's not in the cartouche, then clearly it's real. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. just a, a very a very weird opening for me to, to wrap my brain around. It's like going, oh, I don't know if they completely thought that through in terms of just the internal logic of it. But um, it obviously does set up a really big, like Toker become a, a pretty prominent sort of storyline through the next yeah, you know, quite a few seasons. Yeah, yeah I thought it was very interesting how how you were saying, Brendan, with the whole um, underground cave thing and how the Gwaul can't find them because they're, they're underground and mm. they um, create these um, tunnels and then destroy them when they leave and so that sort of thing. So it was good to to sort of get the background of it and how they have survived mm. as a resistance and and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah I just and think- te- technologically there you know, on exact this, exactly the same footing as the Guauld. Like, they can manipulate mm. the t- technology mm. the same way the Guauld can. You know, they have access to it all. Yeah. But it never gave us, like, what's their... If they have a plan or, like, what what are they trying to do? They're just running from planet to planet. Well, they're just kind of, these, like, yeah. more so, like, spies and, and trying to, to get them from within. And just yeah, they're the resistance to the... Yeah, the rebels right. to the Empire sort of thing. But yeah, you yeah, get yeah. from this episode, there are they are actually just a very small... Group. It's not like the Gould as a species are split down the middle and half mm. a Tok'ra, half a Gould, yeah, and just the Gould are out there and just killing them all. Like you get the feeling the, this yeah, is like, like forty a pocket, yeah, of yeah. just forty blokes and, and 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 women that are just trying to recruit people and but being yeah. dicks about it at the same time because they're in a losing fight, just trying to survive more than anything else, yeah. just trying to not be eradicated by. The gould, mm. and it was really cool, I guess, for for Teal to take that not first step, but not that that was his intent, I'm sure. But it's to me, as the viewer, that's sort of what he did when he went up to I forget which of the Tokra, and he said, "It's an honor to meet you, and I, I, you know, I commend your your campaign, your bravery." Oh, that was and, um, you know, Gashaw. Yeah, right. And he yeah, was like, "Hey, I used to fight for them, and I didn't like it. I'm now against mm-hmm. them. They're you know tyrannical, you know monsters." You guys are going great guns. We heard stories about yeah. you, so just yeah. thumbs up. Keep doing what you're doing. Did, um, she loved that. She didn't like that the others didn't show that. Yeah, that um, yeah. same respect. Did um, did you guys mm. recognise Garshaw? No. The actress. No. no. Oh, um, Sarah Douglas. She played Ursa in the um. Superman, oh my god! Of course. In the Superman films. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Zod's Zod's little oh, side bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, same actress. Wow. Oh, um, she's clearly gotten on in age, though. I'll have to show you guys this. We might put it up on our socials as well. 
Um, at one point, I think it might be in part two when um, when the ghouls start attacking and they're all sort of running around, she does this really bad granny run because she's obviously <laughs> in that tight little dress and they're in those weird little, um, you know, crystal caves and stuff. <gasps> Just see if you guys can see this. I'll play this for you. Watch her granny run from behind. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. she's this you know grand you know leader and she's so revered and just granny run <laughs> reminds me of you Mitch you won't know this but the um the aliens from um Galaxy Quest the way they sort of oh, yeah. their, their arms and legs out from them <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's another reason why I, I didn't get why the Toker had declined the alliance with SG-1 because I mean obviously they had technology that wasn't gold technology and their weapons and whatnot. and if the Toker are such a small you know, unit trying to over overthrow these gold. Why wouldn't they be like, yeah, cool. We we'll, we want all the help we can get. To me, I see that as as much as the Tokra want to separate themselves from the Gould, they're still just as arrogant as the Gould. They yeah. still there's still mm. traits of Gould that they have in in them, and one of them is that superiority and that that arrogance that they don't need other people. You know, yeah. they're, but they're, at the same they're, time, they're making a huge sacrifice so they feel that they should have a bit more respect because basically everyone, anyone who's free is because of them or that's what they think. Mm. The other thing is, I don't know why they didn't, SG-1 just didn't go, yeah, cool, yeah, we can get your hosts. We'll go back and get them. Mm. I that, feel like it, it took Daniel a while to realise that. Because it was, yeah. was it Daniel that figured it out and goes, oh, wait, you guys can cure all these different diseases. Mm. Or no, was it Sam when she had the idea of bringing Jacob along. Yeah. It was one of them, basically. Yeah, and that's basically right. Said, oh, what? well, if, if you can cure all our diseases, then we potentially have heaps of hosts for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one, enough. the one thing, I think Daniel says, the one thing we can offer them is hosts. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we do have, you know, seven billion sort of stuff. There's seven billion of us, and that's even the thing that pissed me off with this show, is even if it, even if a uh, Goa'uld wants a new host, they're saying, give me a new host to wherever I'll give you information. It's like, well, why don't you just get some prick off death row and go, yeah, jump in mm. he's gonna die anyway or someone with cancer or, or i'd some just think they, they <laughs> well, yeah because they they sort of <laughs> want a mind I mean. match so, with somebody that is is like-minded i guess yeah, right like they, jacob had similar sensibilities being a soldier and just being an outright like a bit of a dick maybe when we first yeah. meet him but he's a good guy and he wants mm. to do the right things yeah. but yeah that that could be an interesting because she interviewed him before before he made out with her, right? Because <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's yeah. So they have to be a specific person. In but order if they for wanted them. to, they can just take over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But and then uh, would and, they though? Would they? Because being but a... they need to volunteer. That's the yeah. That's the little mantra thing. Well, if you're desperate, then come on, seriously. Yeah, and if, I guess if you get to go to the death row thing, you probably would volunteer. You're like, shit, if yeah. you don't get me off death row, yeah, we, yeah totally. We can be an get alien. you off death row. There's a there's a catch. It's a doozy, Jacob. Um, <laughs> but even yeah. in the American military, like that they've taken Jacob from, like surely there would be a minute group. Like you'd find someone that maybe doesn't have a family, mm. is sick, or you know is is going into retirement or something. Like yeah. there'd be a very niche sort of group that they could go through their files and go, okay, these three, these thirty oh, people, soldiers that have been damaged in you know in combat, absolutely, and are, and are too infirm to you know stay on the front lines, do whatever. So yep. they've had to be you know, and that'd be a really interesting um, episode. Like way to I think tell an episode in a way. Like I know it won't make any sense to Reese, but from my memory, when they first introduce Mitchell. It's very much from his perspective and people come to him from SG-1 or SGC, come to him and talk to him about things. Mm. But you're experiencing it from his point of view. And even though we've mm. spent X amount of seasons with the guys that come to visit this new character, 
that we're spending this entire episode with that we don't understand at this point, you're still looking at it through his eyes in a way. And like, you imagine that if an episode just started, you were some random soldier. There's no mention of the SGC, no SG1, Richard Innes, not even in the episode or something. But, you know, not Walter, but, you know, like Hammond or someone seeks them out and says, oh, we've got a special program for you. And they put them through a lot of, you know, mental tests and physical tests and, you know, do their backstory and find out about their family. And then, you know, third Mm -hmm. act of the episode... They, they take you to the secret facility. They introduce you to aliens. I still think that would be an effective way of seeing mm. it through someone else's episode uh, of art. Which is, they do that in Stargate Universe in the in the pilot, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, right. Which, and it's cool. Yeah. Mm. It's, I think that's the main thing I liked about this episode was Jacob's reaction. Yeah. To, yeah. you know, what? you, you got to be kidding me. And she's telling the truth, Jacob. Because that's like, the first time I've really seen someone from, well, the outside of the project actually yeah. come in you Be know told about it yeah because the characters we were with them when they found out and since the start of season one we haven't seen anyone that's just learnt about it so it's yeah. sort of like apart yeah, from come- last week in bane with the doctor but he he's a, he was already like there was no kind of shock value for he him. had mm. yeah he, was um, like, well he I, didn't she didn't travel to a planet did he even did he even see the stargate like did he see it opening but he he'd already he got he told had about it, it he had off clearance screen, right yeah, yeah so like carter's yeah. like oh there was this guy and then when he got there he's like wow i read that whole book on it wow yeah. this is incredible but yeah. you're like mm. oh but what did you think yeah that's yeah. what i that's what i'm interested in yeah. reactions and yeah it's like well even even when you know we took when we took catherine with us in torment of tantalus last year mm. yeah it's like well it's her gate. She started yeah. the program, even that was the fir- her first time going through. Yeah, and that was cool right. seeing her yeah. react to, to traveling for the first time. Mm. Yeah, for but sure. But she was still aware of the Stargate and yeah. the mythology behind it. And of course, Ernest had been stuck on that planet. So it's, yeah. it's mm. very rare we get to see it from, from this perspective. And that would be yeah. cool too. Like we're a season and a half into this show. Like for us, it's we, we take it for granted too as a viewer. Mm. Like it's not... You, I now, a season and a half in or having seen all 10 seasons of SG-1, I can still go back and watch the pilot or the movie rather when O'Neill and Jackson first figure out the gate they first travel through the gate first discover aliens come across the guild and I'm still wowed by that there's still a lot of magic about watching yeah. that story it's even though I know reaction, what's going right? to happen it's their reaction right so even a season and a half in the effect's been lost on us because we've been watching a new episode every week so to see it from somebody else's perspective the mm. fact that that can still come across as new and we can appreciate and sympathise with their reaction. That's really well done. Yeah. And I thought he did really well. Uh, Jacob, what's his... What's, um, uh, Carmen Agenziano. Agenziano, yeah. Which I know you mentioned him weeks and weeks ago on the show. It was a bit of a yeah. tease and meant nothing to Reese. So when Jacob was first reintroduced in uh, in this episode, Reese, did you just think it was going to be another like filler storyline to carry on from Secrets a couple of weeks ago? Did you see it coming from a mile away that... One group was going to help the other, you know, being the Tokra and and Jacob. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. I thought it was, um, I, I thought it was a way to sort of throw Carter into the job, basically. Like, mm. oh, my dad's going to die, but you know what? I'm going to go here anyway because um, this is more important. Um, and then, yeah, and, I thought and he's a dick. Yeah, he, why would you care about him <laughs> on his deathbed? Like, he's just your dad. But yeah, it was just, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, um, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. I just thought that, yeah, that's the way the storyline was going. Um, and Ham- I, uh, I thought Hammond, I thought he, uh, her dad was going to die and Hammond would tell him just before he died that, hey, your daughter's going off, off planet to right. all these different planets and, mm. and then he'd just be proud of her and then, and then go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. 
that he he would be the um what are these correspondent or the host and yeah. the ambassador or whatever they're gonna make yeah. him yeah so I, yeah I thought that was uh, I, I was I was kind of glad but at the same time I still think he's a bit of a dick so I know that we have to see him in future episodes I guess yeah, yeah. no that's gay J- Jacob is a dick but yeah. um, but, but uh, Selmax cool Selmax pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. Selmax, Selmax cool. Yeah. I did find there was a little bit of weird timing in there as well very much like the start of the episode is you see Carter just before they're about to go off world she goes and makes a phone call to to Jacob yeah and he kind of just fobs her off yeah he's like oh okay fair enough and then she goes through mm. and then later on she's surprised when he's so bad he's at the hospital so clearly when she rang him she must have rang him at the house that he's got nearby because we do hear Hammond say that he's he's bought a place nearby so mm. he can be close to her and all that sort of thing but it's like she's only off world what seems to be like a couple of hours because they mm. kind of they're having their little Mexican mm. standoff with the yeah. Tokra and meanwhile Hammond gets summoned to the hospital and Jacob's ready to die. So it's like, well, that must have been happened really quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like that scene should have come a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah when they've should been have. held captive for a little while longer, but I just feel like it kind of was so in, always, in the wrong order a little bit. I assumed it did. So that's interesting. I never noticed mm. until I sort of rewatched it um, yeah. coming in for this. I was like, oh, that seems a little bit odd. Yeah. Yeah, some great world building in this episode. I mean, surface level, Tokra, like great new ally and, and, and stuff like that. And then just with characters alone, like Matouf, um, you know, Matouf. he's kind of... What was Reese's gag? Ah, oh, Matouf. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's good. He needs a dentist. That is, good. <laughs> that <laughs> is up there with something my dad would say. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's, he's a cool character, I guess. And when they develop... Well, when they reveal, you know, their relationship and, and all that sort of stuff is its own thing as well. But even just the nature of Jacob, you know, like we're in a season and a half into this show, we've already now got a military personnel from Earth, part of an alien council. And, and a yeah, general, you know, no being awesome. a correspondent. He's like a yeah, two-star. A general. He's on the same level as Hammond. Yeah. He's the same so rank we're, as Hammond. Like we're, we're starting to build up, you know, a few ranks and, and you know, some credibility, I guess. Mm. And I guess... For me, I haven't really given them that much credit as much as they deserve. But now that they've established this, it's like, well, this is some cool shit. Mm. You're trying to make allies, but now you've made arguably the most, not so much powerful or when we discussed about the Nox and how smart they are mm. or whatever, but the ones that are most actively engaged in a fight. Like and we've come across the most prevalent in terms of their yeah, they're actively, you know, defying job. the Gould. Mm. You yeah. know, whereas the Nox aren't. You know, the Tolan aren't. None of the other potential allies we've yeah. got. Yeah, like the Asgard seem powerful as all hell, but it's not like they're out there like engaging in war. Yeah. They're just basically saying to the Gould, "Don't screw with us, because we're watching you." Yeah, and allies on Samaria can't do anything. You yeah, know? so it's like this is our just first wanna... ally who's you know actively yeah well, pursuing what, a, the, a what goal, is what yeah. is our our active orders or whatever they call it the the open orders is to you know, retrieve technology to f- defeat the guy world. Yeah. That's the, they have the same motive. No yep. one else has that motive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess um, we get to experience more of what it is to be in a symbiote relationship with a Gould or Tokra in, in this instance, when you get Carter, who as soon as she saw Matu, she's like, oh, we've, we've got something. And she said it was so strange for her when she starts, you know, conversing with him. She's like, I'm, I'm, didn't say the words, but she's basically revealing that she suddenly feels like she's in love with this guy, but she just met him. But it makes complete sense to her that she loves him, but it also makes sense that he's a stranger to her. And like just how interesting that is yeah. and what, what a relationship that, well, she doesn't have the symbiote in her in, inside her anymore, 
but that still lingers in her, you know, yeah. genetic well, memory until, or whatever. And up until this point, she was always calling Jolinar him because yeah, yeah. when she was taken over by Jolinar, it was from a male host. Yeah. And she sort of finds out that technically Jolinar is kind of a, prefers female hosts. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. And has been in a relationship with uh, Lantash and Martouf. It's funny too, because Daniel interrupts Carter again in another romantic scene. Mm. I feel that he's done that before a yeah. couple of times. And I don't know if this is one or two for this episode, but this is a very Star Trek thing as well. There's a species there called, that's the two. Called, called the Trill. And they're, they're the same. They're a symbiont species that are put into a host. I think we've spoken about them before. Where yeah. It's like when the host dies, that symbiont goes on to the next host, but takes all the memories of that person through as well. Yeah. And I guess this, you know, um, Selmak isn't really like that kind of, they kind of just look at Selmak as a, as an individual. And when he, when Selmak left that little old lady, it's like, well, those, that little old lady's memory, what did you call her? Greg or something? What? Oh, Greg. I don't oh, know Greg. why. Um, <laughs> little old lady. <laughs> kind of, it's almost like saying oh, goodbye dumb, and dumber, dumber. <laughs> and um, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. even even though the Tokras are obviously the guy would know where the Tokras are because they have a couple of spies in the ranks. They both they both had the um the the FaceTime. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that was, and it was that palm. was the same mm. palm FaceTime. That was the same. <laughs> that was the same symbiont. So there was just one. Yeah, but no, because spy symbiont. Symbiont. Symbiote. symbiote. Yeah. Sorry, I'm in Star Trek brain. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, they put an that's, N in there. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they call it a symbiont. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the symbiote took over another body. Yeah. So it was in the dude. After, yeah. Um, yeah okay. And then, then when remember when we see the dude later on, and he's like, "Oh, oh no, what have I done?" And yeah. he gets taken up. Well, that's just the human, and the symbiote is out right. of him. Right. And then it jumps into that other chick, and obviously yeah. kills whatever symbiote was in her. We don't know what happens. To Which that. is yeah. strange that it's still the same symbiote controlling that woman because she was then so careless when she's walking past carrying the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. it's her. It's like, oh, how'd you get me? It's like, because you're holding the smoking gun in <laughs> yeah. plain sight, yeah. Yeah. walking away from a dead body, essentially. You may like, as well have painted your hands red. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why don't you throw it into the yeah. breaking down cave? Yeah. yeah. Idiot. I mean, I, I, for one, can't wait to see the Tokra Grand Council again. I mean, they were given such a big intro as to how sort of, you <laughs> yeah. know. How many of them spoke? I think I think just the one. one who ended up being taken over by yeah. the the uh, I remember her <laughs> yeah. the Indian from episode woman. one yeah um. no the the joke there Reese being you never hear from that Grand Council ever again oh, oh right. really never yeah. never I forget that or um like even um, why would you they were boring even Garshaw like the the main the main woman yeah. there never see her again really um, the only person out of that entire episode of all those all those Toker that we meet. The only ones you see again are Selmak and Martouf. That's everyone else's. Oh, mate, begins and ends with Martouf, man. He's, yeah. he's here about Joel. <laughs> he's got that cutest, cute-ass smile. Yeah, he's know? got an overbite. The dimples. JR and... Bourne. He's got those, like, got art- I reckon they've, they've got to be caps. He's, his, <laughs> oh, his, he's, yeah. his smile is too artificially perfect. Like, his teeth are just ridiculous. <laughs> That's what, what's the name? Did you say? Garshaw. Garshaw, yeah. Garshaw of. That's the other thing that pissed me off. She's going. Oh, that was you that destroyed those motherships? We had operatives on those ships. Mm. It's like, well, what, isn't that... <laughs> what do you want us to do? Oh, they're <laughs> yeah. trying to destroy did, us. Hang on, they were, they were and... kamikaze spies. Sorry, we didn't yeah, know they you existed yet. Yeah, yeah, but she did say, oh, they're trying to destroy our planet. And she goes, oh, we didn't know they were attacking you. Yeah, well, mm. well, wouldn't you think that, oh, well, you know, those operatives gladly would have given their lives to destroy two motherships? Yeah. Yeah. And, you and, and the chief system lord. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes sense. You know. We're helping you. And like his we're... son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
we do have, I think, what is the last appearance of the, um, I've been mentioning a lot, is the Sagan box. The little, the, the Daniel sort of splooshes oh, yeah. all over his little gifts that he likes to give to potential allies mm. so that they can contact again. I think this, when he gives it to sort of Garshul right at the end, I think this might be the last Sagan box we see. Oh, okay. They, didn't, they don't seem to really pick up much traction. They, don't. they seem to just give him GDOs then. Yeah, I that. think so. Like, you know, because obviously he gave one to, um, oh, what was the lady's name from Samaria? The... She obviously used hers when they, when they needed to when they needed to get back in touch. She threw hers through the gate, and and Daniel recognised <laughs> the. It'd be so funny if she throws the GDO through next time, <laughs> 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 and then walks through. And I'm also fairly sure, and this is from Mum. Gets Iris. <laughs> you can't Iris. That's awesome. And just from a, um... Walter has that on the back of a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> You just got iris. Yeah, you didn't pay, you're going to get iris. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, and from a production point of view, I think this is actually the first time too that's really visible is the giant uh, briefing room table, you know, above, above, you know, the embarkation room. For the first time, you actually see if the table's actually been cut in half. So, and I think it was Martin Wood who did it in one of the earlier episodes. He does that so that they can just pull that half of the desk away and get better, mm. like, close-up shots of all the actors. So obviously, Hammondoy sits in the same chair and they sit around yeah. it. So they just kind of, um, it's all on wheels, and they just sort of pull it apart, push it together, and put a jug or a bowl of fruit or something in the middle so they can hide the seam. But you can actually really <laughs> see. So keep an eye out for it next time. You can actually just sort of see the seam halfway through. But you would assume a that table. a table of that size couldn't get into that room unless it was half a table. Yeah, but this, this <laughs> we're not reading into it that much, really. Well, I'm not looking for a seam in a table because a lot of tables that size oh, have it's, seams. It's only because I know, like Martin Wood and Peter Deloitte talk about some cool camera moves that they do, where yeah. they actually pull the table apart, slide the camera through, and then while the camera's spinning, the table gets put back into place. Yeah, and then when that's that, sick. Reveal there's cool stuff. That's why it's sort of, of trivia. Yeah, put out to me. Click. Because I think, shit, <laughs> I think this, this is just a guy dressed in black holding it together. <laughs> there is actually there's an episode where they do that, where basically there's um they have to have a guy in fatigues, like in the in the in the back corner working on one of those computers doing nothing because he had to be in the scene to move all the chairs back and all that stuff. Oh, really? And there was no way for him to hide. Like once by the time the camera came, around. so he just had to just stand there and Dress pretend he was up. in the scene. Now, Reese, did you have this? You were watching on on a streaming service, weren't you? Yeah, you that's watch right. on Is it Stan? It's, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that the, the poor man's Netflix. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor the show. And yeah. yeah. By all means. Wow. Edit that out. Great, sure. people. Yeah. Great, Great people. Great Australian <laughs> quota as well. Say, it's like local content. Yeah, absolutely. Is it an Australian only? I say, I say poor man's uh, Netflix because it's way cheaper and just as good quality though. <laughs> and, even, and even more You should get it if you listen. Like there's even more shows to watch on it than Netflix. But is it is it an Australian company? Is that what it is? Like Netflix has obviously started in America and Canada. Yeah, so who no, who cares about Netflix? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, they don't have Stargate, so they get. F- so when Netflix was out in America, <laughs> Netflix was just about to come over to Australia. I think they had like three months, and then all these streaming services started popping up, uh, gotcha. and Stan was like the main, the one that held on the longest. And they, yeah. they nabbed Stargate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So what do you prob- think they won, mate? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're probably lucky because what you didn't get, and what we would have got watching the DVDs, is there's a previously on at the start of Tokra Part One, and it is at least a minute. I timed it; it's a solid minute of just rehashing oh. all the Joel and R stuff. Oh yes, and the Jacob stuff. So it pretty much gives away in the previously on that Jacob is going to be the new host. Like it just it... Almost every piece of dialogue of that Carter and, and oh, Sam and Jacob scene, I want to yeah. say, it's like, huh, Dad, hi, Dad. Do you want you want a job? No, I don't want a job. Suddenly they're up in the room. I've got yeah. cancer. Oh, my God. Don't walk away. Dad, Dad. 
cry to the to the yeah. room. Like it's like, yeah, we yeah. we saw it two weeks ago. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm yeah. watching it on DVD. I watched it an hour and a half ago. I was I was to have some fun. You guys know me. I've done it in a few episodes in, in the past where I've done like a supercut of every time they say Sharae or yeah. I mean I was I was going to do one for this every time they said Jolinar. But after watching that previous one, I couldn't cop it. I was like, nah, <laughs> nah. I'm not, I can't, that's, that's, I can't, I can't I've beat been, that. I've been unedited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's a shocker because it really just gives everything away. So I'm kind of glad that we haven't loaned you our DVDs to watch it. You're watching it through Stan. No, I think, I think it did. It, Stan had that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did it? Yeah. I, I hate I that on, on shows where you watch it like that. Like long ones, and then they go back five seasons previously. On mm. remember this guy, yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess he's in he's, this yeah. episode. He's gonna have something to do with this, so yeah. you've got to remember, yeah. It's and then like, it pops up, and the music the score match, like, duh, yeah. this guy, yeah. you should this be surprised. <laughs> Except that we ruined it, and previously on, but you're right, this episode pissed me off more than most other previously ons I've ever watched because oh, it was just ridiculous. It was so like, here's every bit of information that you could have possibly gotten from these key characters and storylines, but it, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I, I guess again, with when it was on TV running once a week, if you've missed an episode yeah. or two, then it, you have to know what's happened previously to and, understand that episode. Otherwise, you've got to switch it over. Those breaks over Christmas and that sort of thing, where mm. the show's not on for three or four weeks, so it's like potentially you might have only seen Secrets once, and it was two months ago. Yeah. So it is yeah. kind of a, a reminder um, that you know who Jacob is and what yeah. what he's about. But it just sucks that they, when they put it on DVDs and that sort of stuff, yeah. that kind of gives yeah, it away. Yeah, that's right. Um, did you have any grabs? <laughs> yeah, we got... Oh, yeah, I've got some audio if you want to punch through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got our um, another Wizard of Oz uh, reference from, oh, from Jack. I love these. Ah, where's that yellow brick road when you need it, eh, Dorothy? <laughs> kind of sandwiched joke. in. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like you could have <laughs> just gone, you know. Crowbarred those in. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, the the I think the probably almost the most hated character by uh, all the all four of us is uh, poor man Sarah Silverman. She's <laughs> taken over from um, from Walter. Just Chevron six locked. Just getting her terminologies wrong. Mm. Uh, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> idiot. You, you don't you don't lock Chevron six. Yeah. You only lock. I just yeah, you're, not going, you're not going it's, to fucking Canada, mate. It's engaged. <laughs> but I mean, because you lock Chevron six <laughs> right now, I can just picture like he Walter's trying to get back into the base. They've up security because of all the breaches they've had, and he's like, "Oh, please, please! Oh, I swear, I swear, I'll be. Oh, I won't miss another alarm. I won't miss another shift." And he's hearing his Chevron six locked. He's like, "That's not even fucking right. <laughs> that's not. That's not what she's supposed to do. Let me back in." <laughs> he's just like banging on that big concrete door. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I tried my damnedest. I must have watched. I went forward and had to watch probably six or seven episodes of Stargate with the audio commentaries on from later seasons where I think they referenced this episode. So basically, um, you'll notice like when they do those shots of, of all the um, the caves sort of appearing and disappearing mm. and all that sort of stuff, the reactions from SG-1 are pretty broad. They're like, you know, Carter's like wide-eyed and even Teal's like, whoa, and I think Daniel's got like his wide open mouth. And apparently, and this is from a, another commentary, and I just I couldn't find the audio of them saying it, but basically the actors when they saw that CG put in, they were like, "Oh, that's that's nowhere near as um as interesting spectacular. as, as spectacular. Uh, yeah. So from then on, their reactions were always dialed way down. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I thought it was in reference to episode uh, Brendan, you'll know this, um, Prometheus. Yeah. Um, something happens there, and sort of Teal'c and, and Jack are supposed to react to it. And they have these really like underplayed sort of reactions to what the CG is going to be. Yeah. 
and they kind of, and that's because they got burnt in this episode. Mm. So anytime something really amazing happens, like obviously the director or the, you know, the CG people explain to the, to the cast, oh, this is what it's going to look like. It's going to look amazing. So here's how you <laughs> yeah. gauge reactions. Yeah. And they, from then on, they were just like, we ain't fooling for this shit. Yeah. We're just yeah. going to get a real basic <laughs> sort of reaction. So in some later seasons, there are some, um, some really amazing CG shots and SG runs reactions and kind of just like, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> huh, wow. That's great. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've right. seen a lot in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that time again, Reese. Oh. It's time to find out if, if Reese has been paying, paying attention. attention. Look at Mitch working behind the keys for a change. This is impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't just ready. check out this time. So we know. I know how you love this. So I've created the name edition. Oh wow. Oh, you're f- idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It was more so just a coincidence, really. Jeez. You have five questions. 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> yeah, all right. The name it. game. They're all gimmies. Yeah. They're pretty much gimmies. You should know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, If yeah. you watched the episode and paid attention, then... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> then you should be right. <laughs> what was Carter's dad's name? <laughs> <laughs> the time starts at the end of the first question. What is Sam Carter's dad's name? Are you serious? <laughs> what is his Tokra symbiote's name? Uh, Selmac. Correct. What is the name of Jolinar's lover? Oh, Matouf. Correct. What is the main female Tokra's name? The head bitch. Gosh, gosh, sure. Very good. Nice. What is the name of the actor that plays Tilk? Uh, Christopher Judge. Back to oh. number one. What is Sam Carter's dad's name? Come on for five. You can Carter. do it! Carter! 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 Uh, what was it? Jacob. It's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> I would have accepted Jake. Dumb name for dumb character. Oh, General oh, Carter. Oh, General Carter, I would have accepted that. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> totally Reese, your father made you wrong! <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I f- hate this game. <laughs> Feel free to uh, send in some questions. Maybe. Yeah, please. please oh, do. what? Mine aren't good enough? No, they're good. No, no, no I mean, they are not. <laughs> Turns out, Reese has not been paying attention. Oh, no, on. mate, come on. I kind of feel like you weren't all in that. Yeah, you know? I kind of feel that we have to do, do a recording of that and play it. You write my own questions from now on. <laughs> still get them wrong. Oh, that could be interesting. Maybe maybe next week we change I'll up. still get them wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Imagine, no, what if... <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't write down the answers, though. <laughs> no, no, no. What if, what if Reese wrote some questions to see if Brendan has been paying attention? Wow. I mean, Brendan is, you know, pretty knowledgeable, so I feel like maybe in the next mm. episode... Well, all right, how about this then? You're going to throw me under the bus. How about we do... One of us goes to the booth, soundproof booth. Yeah. Reese asks us, and we find out who wins out of us two. Then. Oh. That's not bad. That could be interesting. Sounds I like mean, you've ripped that off. Something. I was going to say no. that sounds, <laughs> sounds like a very similar <laughs> format to something that we. You know. Oh yeah, it's never been done in radio before. And there's, there's nothing wrong with recycling. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, different audience. Different audience. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is episode thirty-four. Get in the gates. Talking Tokra part one. And part two, a bit of a longer chat today, but we had to cover two episodes and pretty important overall. I know we had a few problems with it in there. and It's a good introduction. It is, yeah. yeah. Mm. And a, there's a lot of threads there that will spin out into other things as the seasons yeah. go on. The so, Jacob um, storyline is the best part. 
of this episode. Jacob, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I, I think, yeah, it really lays a good platform yeah. for Jacob because mm. all of a sudden at the end of that last five minutes when he's going back and forth between Selmak and Jacob, I'm like, oh yeah. shit, you're all of a sudden so much more interesting right yeah. now. Yeah, he does become one of my favourite recurring characters. Yeah. yeah. He's, I really enjoy And it's like, Jacob shit, Selmak. we got a foothold in the toker now. Yeah. 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 That's the cool bit. Yeah. Ooh, I think that's what... Don't say foothold. <laughs> Strangely, what makes it more interesting is the fact that there's no at the moment there's no bickering between the two there's like mm. this they're a symbiotic relationship like mm. they're in and out of each other's you know persona and shit like that it's just really cool so yeah. I immediately want to see him in like five or six episodes time when he's experienced Tokra life even though now he's got all that memory but see it from his point of view and him come back and sort of tell stories and shit so mm. yeah. Having, yeah having lived with them for a while yeah absolutely yeah like gorillas in the mist yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know why I said yes and then I thought about whether <laughs> I got like, the reference what? or not Go- but yeah, Go- yeah gorillas in the mist <laughs> We will be back next week to talk spirits. Oh, we're all excited about that. Yeah, but it's it's on an upward swing though. I'm like I'm looking for yeah. the the coming weeks. Like after spirits, we've got Touchstone, a matter of time, the fifth oh, race. No shit. Matter of time, fifth race, two best Race, just 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 sit back and wait, mate. Strap it's, in, buddy. It's, it's all so, happening. Up to Serpent Song, written by the the great and powerful Catherine Powers. So it's Serpent like we're Song. we're headed up there. Yeah, Serpent Song's good. Open song, really, really good. Enjoy the journey and enjoy it with us. We are Get Into Gate. You can contact us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply at Get Into Gate. If you want to drop us a line in a more extended format, getintogate at gmail.com. If you want to uh, get onto us individually, uh, my name is at Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie. Uh, hi, Pitchman on Instagram. Don't forget to uh, send through some questions to uh, to Stump Reese on as well. To see if I've been paying attention. Or even to help you out, Stump, the other two. Yeah, please. If, if, if it's yeah. going to come from long-term Ooh, That fans. could get boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And we don't need someone feeding to you a season six question. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, in particular, season six, because yeah. that actually can get yeah. dangerous. Brendan. Oh, yeah. I'm Brendan Gibson on Twitter and Instagram. And Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson. Nice work, boys. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Good stuff. Uh, we are, of course, uh, back next week for Stargate Sundays. In the meantime, you can catch us over on Get Into Geek. We're talking movies and TV over there, not just Stargate. And, of course, the big one that is out currently, Spider-Man Homecoming for anyone like us who likes Stargate but also likes superheroes and the MCU having a, uh, a pretty good year so far. Spider-Man Homecoming, of course, Sony, but whatever we Semantics aside, Spider-Man Iron Man teaming up. So if you want to check out our review for that, head over to the Get Into Geek channel on both SoundCloud and iTunes as well. Join us back next week for more Get Into Gate. We're talking spirits. Bring spirits. Buy some shots. Shots on Stargate Sundays. Shots, 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 shots. Everybody! GetIntoGeek.com